Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Hey, this is Jay. Hey, Jay. We are so late. We apologize. I'm so pissed off at you guys Oh, right jeez. I, I know, man. Listen, <laughs> listen. And you know what's funny? We we had a technical issue where oh, yeah? the computer, we actually saw the blue screen of death. When's the last time you saw that oh, no. on a PC? Yeah. Like, I haven't seen that in years. I didn't years. even know it still existed. It still exists. <laughs> so <laughs> everything got derailed. And uh, But it's okay. We're, we're back on now nice and late. But uh, thank you, Jay. Okay. No, no problem. So no wa- problem. Yeah. Wa- welcome to the boiling point. Finally, we get you on. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, uh, and again. Yeah. yeah, you too, you too. So Dave, Dave's on on with us here. Hey Jay, all right. Hey Dave. Um, Dave, uh, Jay and I got connected uh, just about the amazing work that he's doing, helping prop up nonprofits with his new app um, called mm. Give Some, and it's cool. a really cool model. It's almost a model that uh, it seems almost too good to be true, and that's why we're going to talk to Jay right now <laughs> to explain how this really awesome, awesome system works. So Jay, why don't you tell us a little bit about Give Some? And then love to go yeah. back into your personal story too, because you know the founding of the company comes direct from experiences that you've had out in the field. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, really, Gibson is all about wanting to show people uh, who give what they are able to accomplish when they give. So we very intentionally stayed away from becoming a charity that did our own stuff because we wanted to partner with and highlight the work of other charities. And really what we want to do is um, grow the number of givers here in Canada and then obviously spill outside of our borders and do that globally. But thinking the the only way really, in my belief, in my experience, uh, to do that is to have conversations that um, and, and do things that um, focus on the heart of the person versus the head of the person. I think charities these days do a great job of um, talking to the head. Um, which is, you know, there's need out there, there's suffering out there, there's people in our community that need help, and you guys have the means, and therefore you should give, and that kind of makes sense. But it doesn't compel people, it doesn't move people. And uh, so what we want to do is change the conversation a little bit and bring people into the experience so they can uh, really see what they're part of when they give, and then that, uh, that inspire them to... Uh, to um, to continue to do that and to do that more meaningfully. You know, so. you know what's um, you know so interesting. You, you know, I have this belief, and you 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 know, I'd love to hear your perspective on it, Jay. That there's a lot of people that probably are sitting on the sidelines when it comes to giving a little more than they'd like to be, and and that could be entirely wrong on this. And and sometimes the um, the 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 kind of the quick excuse is well. You know, I heard that only 40%, 40 cents of every dollar goes actually to the cause X, right? And, yeah. uh, and, and then, and then there's, you know, and I'm, I'm naive enough to think, well, come on, it can't be like that. And then they'll give you examples. Of <laughs> and what happens is we're getting away from the whole conversation of, of, of giving and the importance of giving. And it becomes this more like, well, how do people administer the giving? Right. Yeah, and, and, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and so I, so this is, this is maybe naive part of me that thinks that, if people really knew that, you know, 82 cents of every dollar was going to actually support literacy or whatever that cause is that's really important to them, 
I wonder if they'd be more compelled. You know, is that is that is that essentially where you're coming from, Jay? Uh, I would even take that one step further. I would say, yeah, to know that 82 cents is actually going to fix this problem is great. But you know, to someone that hasn't been in a literacy class or rubbed shoulders with people, that this would be impacting. Again, it's just in my head. Okay, I know this is helping someone oh, somewhere. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So what we do is is um, is, is the back end stuff. It's all the back end. What happens after? So I want them to support that literacy class or literacy project, know that 82 cents of their dollar is going in, in your scenario, but then be able to see the impact afterwards. Oh. And if we can make it real and show here's the people or here's the program or here's the director that ran it, you know, in the case where you can't really reveal who the people were, mm-hmm. but this is the impact you just had and this is the story, uh, then it's like, wow, yeah, okay. If I knew 82 cents was going to there was that, and it was actually impacting somebody, and I got to see and be a part of it in a little way, that now inspires me to go. Okay, okay, shoot, I... giving isn't giving isn't my bank account goes down a bit, right. you know, when I get a tax receipt. Giving is now I'm actually being part of something that's meaningful out there okay. that I get to see, you know. So that's that's really what we're doing. What would be an example that you can you could point to for a listener who's who who you know? Let's get out of like because I was in my head there, right? So. What would be, you know, an example you could point to where, you know, here, here's an example of giving and here's the example of the story behind the giving. Yeah, great. So I'll, I'll give you what's hottest off the press. I'm kind of on fire right now because I just came from, uh, we went into, so I'll back up. Two days ago, we posted a project on the app, um, which right now is on the, uh, the app store. And in a couple of weeks, it'll be out on, uh, on Android. But we posted a project at five o'clock. Tuesday night on the app, which was fully funded through two, five, and ten dollar donations by six thirty. So in an hour and a half, it was fully funded. We partnered up with the University of Guelph men's volleyball team, who, as a team, wanted to do something in the community and not just play volleyball, but do something. You know, take their they're well known here, and we partnered up with a local charity that does uh, intramurals. And then we, with the charity's help, we went to a school in our community that comes from one of, you know, one of a bit of a rougher areas of town. And the four of us got together and we highlighted a project on the app that let people support the purchase of this can jam, which is a, an intramural type sport that this school has no budget for. And an hour and a half we raised the money. And then just this morning, we, uh, I and the whole volleyball team hit up on the stage. We closed the curtains. The principal of the school came in. He invited a grade five class in who had no idea what was happening. And uh, he gives a little talk and says, hey, um, this is a guy from Raise the Bar charity who's here. He's he's donated. But we're not just giving this to you. We're actually going to play right now. And we brought in some people for you to play with. And then we pull back the curtain and there's the Guelph men's team. It was like all seven foot guys standing there. And the kids were shocked. And then the guys came in, gave them all a high five. And then we spent an hour um, playing together. And at the end, we gave them uh, the stuff and said, you know, this is now for your school and and use it. And the principal was like thrilled. The kids were going nuts. The volleyball guys afterwards, uh, this is like the best thing ever. And what we do is, and what we do through Gibson is for people that have no idea that that happened, which is an awesome story. But what we do through the app is at some point during that, we took out our cell phone and we filmed just 30 to 45 seconds of sort of the impact, like what, what actually happened this morning. And now what we're going to do is through the app, we will send that footage back to everyone who gave two, five and 10 towards that project a couple of days ago. 
And so now 72 hours later, they're going to get video footage. Say, hey, remember that Cam Jam thing you supported on Tuesday at 5 o'clock and you gave two bucks to? Here's what happened Friday morning. And it's going to come to life. So now instead of it just being this Can Jam game that I may or may not heard of, I get to see here's the kids that were impacted. There's the team interacting with them. You can kind of catch some of the energy and go, heck, this is amazing, you know? And I was part of that for $2. So it's that backhand story that um, that they're missing right now. And and what I've seen in my in my conversations showing showing this video put this video footage to people is it just makes it come to life. And it makes it something that they actually want to go and do versus feel like they have to be nudged to have to go and do it. So, Jay, would you say it's a a similar model to Kiva, except for the fact that you really get uh, firsthand data back through video that your individual dollar actually went to something good? Is that that kind of the format? Like, I'm sure as people are listening to this, are they... It is. Yeah, so in the app, I I, I might load it up with a hundred bucks and every you know, a couple of days I might give two bucks here, five bucks there. And you stream it through the nonprofits or the, or the, uh, you know, the charities. But the difference right. is, is by the way, your dollars actually got to somewhere really important. Exactly. That's the biggest difference. Yeah. And I am familiar with Kiva. I've actually heard one of the founders speak at one of the events I was at. Um, and I, I like their model and that's, that's, that's our biggest difference. And that's really our tagline is give a little, see the good. The give a little part is, so that people don't feel like I need to wait till I'm 40 and have a good career to be able to actually impact um, anything through through giving. Give a little is, you know, if enough people come together to do a little bit, it, the, the net result is huge. So it's give a little. And then the see the good is really, I think, what what we're all about. So you're and a, a real content, real content building yeah. machine. Yeah. And uh, yeah. La- last time you spoke, we spoke, uh, you were talking about the, the brand sponsorship opportunity here as well. Um, yeah. Can you go into that? Because I found that really, really interesting. So back to Dave's point, when I, I did some research on this, and I didn't want to, when I quit my job to do this, I didn't want to create something that I thought was awesome. Uh, I want to create something that really spoke the language of the people that were sitting on the sidelines, not giving. And so all I did for almost a year was have conversations. I was asked to speak in front of big crowds, and I talked to everybody to find out what's keeping them from joining in. And Two things that are way more than anything else. Number one was I, I might consider giving more, but um, I don't know, and I'm, I'm skeptical of if I gave 100 bucks, really how much of it actually goes to what I want it to go to. And by that, that by far was was number one. And number two was what I just finished saying was, you know, charities do a great job of drawing me in, you know, to support a school build or a well or some program, and then. I give, and the only time I hear about them afterwards is when they want more money for something else. And people want to know these days, you know, did you do that project? And if you did, what like what kind of impact did it have? And let me know. I want to be part of that story. And so that's what we funded. That's how we built Givesome. And so kind of against the advice of friends and family and kind of people who helped me get going, they said, don't, like, you have to take parts of people's donation to fund Givesome. And I said, well, that's that would be a little silly if the biggest thing out there is people's skepticism around it. And my mission is to try to get people to start giving. I better not do that. That's a good point. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think, you know, charities need to survive. But until people understand that, they uh, it's, it's going to keep people on the sidelines. So going back to your question, I said, well, like it or not, if a lot of people end up using this app and it starts to spread and get some attention, I will have companies come to me saying, hey, how can we get involved in this? I love what you're doing. It's kind of 
what our brand's all about. We love giving back. And so how can I be part of it? So rather than wait a year or so to have that happen, I just started addressing companies out of the gate and built a model that in exchange for visibility on the app, they give us funding and we use that funding to operate. Your overheads so are coming from, oh, sweet. Got it. Yeah, the overheads all from companies who in exchange, they're not just, we're not going in saying, hey, we're a great charity, you should support us. We're saying, hey, here's how we're going to get people on this, and here's our offer to you. You know, in exchange for your funding, this is what we'll do. And they're saying, wow, that's fantastic. And so even now, like on the iOS version, um, there's banners. You know, we have Great Westlife Canada, Pizza Pizza Canada, and EQ3. They're all part of this and having this visibility to people that are using it going, yeah, these companies must, you know, this must be part of their fabric as well. So, and that's how we're going to grow. We'll bring on companies and we'll do some interesting things with their, um, their employees and their customers. And so. I'd love to hear where, um, you know, kind of what sparked the idea for you and, you know, kind of where the passion comes from. And, and if you wouldn't mind, I mean, a lot of people that, um, you know, would listen to this podcast, we believe have great ideas. And it's sometimes nice to hear about some of the challenges that, that are in front of us when we're trying to, you know, you know, turn, turn that idea into something that, that actually fits into our reality. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean challenges? There's been no challenges. Yeah, it's just been, <laughs> <laughs> or we want to hear about that and the, 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 yeah. the magic bullet that we should be loading in our, in our guns, you know, because we, I certainly no. haven't found that one yet. Oh yeah, no, no, of course. But yeah, I think you, 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 you actually, I think in a way, I, I don't want challenges that will sink me. But I look back on the challenges we faced, and that's how we're at where we're at today. You know, one of my things, one of the best pieces of advice. I know I'm kind of reversing your two questions here, but one of the best pieces of advice someone gave me was early days, as I'm kind of formulating the path that I'm going to follow here. Don't go to people and ask them their opinion of people who you know are going to say good things. Like, you know your idea is good. Mm-hmm. That's not what's going to help it get to the next level. Mm-hmm. You need the people that aren't afraid to say, this part of your idea sucks and this is why. Or this is where you're going to hit a roadblock because of this. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote down, ten, literally I did this. I wrote down 10 people's names who in my life I knew would be bold enough to tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. And I met with them and I said, I don't want to hear I don't need you to say anything good. In fact, that's not what I mean with you. I want you to tell me why this won't work. And I brought a pen and a paper and I took all of their advice and I hit roadblocks before I literally hit them in, in real life. I was hitting them through their advice and then starting to veer and get around them okay. before I actually hit them. And it, it really helped. And I've kept doing that because that's what really helps here. What but, made, what, like, is that something you've learned in the past or do you, or just there's advice from this, this mentor or someone that, that you just thought I'm going to actually, you know, fall through on this? Because um, it's a bold sorry, thing. To, I, you cut out there a little bit. You know, no, I was, I was just saying, like, it's, it's just a bold, it's a bold, it's a very smart thing to do. And it's a bold thing to do because a lot of times people are, so I'm just, I'm just like, what, you know, to, it's one thing for someone to give you the advice. It's another thing to actually fall through and do it. Right. Like, which is go, right. go to people, especially people that you know. And we can all think of those people that you bring an idea to them and you know they're good people and you know that they're, you know, they're, 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 they're your family members that are lawyers that, that will, you know, you know, shoot holes and everything. Right. And you're, but you, you actually went to those people and said, what's wrong with this idea? And, and, yeah. and did, but what, like, I'm just kind of as a follow up to that question, but like what motivated you to do that? Cause that's not everyone does that. And it's, I think it's a brilliant thing to be doing. Well, well, I think the one, the guy that told me to do it was a pretty smart dude who I respected a lot. Yeah. 
And I knew I trusted his advice and his advice kind of made sense. Another thing someone told me was you're going to have to have thick skin because even though you're going into a good area to do a lot of good, Mm -hmm. you're still going to have your haters and you're still going to have your problems. (laughs) So um, don't think that, you know, just because you're doing a good thing that everything you come up with is going to be the right way to do it. And so I knew that. And I I know myself, I know I make mistakes and I know I, I, I need other people's help. So, I kind of messed those two together and said, okay, if I'm going to make mistakes and I can accept that mm-hmm. and I can grow the thick skin to be able to hear the fact that not every idea come up with is going to be awesome, then as long as I trust the people and I know they have you know, the best interests in mind, then I, I, I actually, it turned into something I wanted. Mm. And I've actually been asked to speak on entrepreneurship a number of times. And that's the number one thing I say. And I, I titled the talk, The Five Things They Don't Tell You About Entrepreneurship. And that's, that's number one is, and I, I say it, ask for beatings. You know, everyone <laughs> wants to be told, and I put a picture of a mule and a whip on there, but, you know, ask for beatings. It's the natural human tendency is to want to be told you're doing a great job and someone to kind of like put your arm around you and say, keep going, man, you're doing great. But that's not really going to help you. Um, I think it's it's the people that are going to be critical who are going to say, you know, I think you're heading down a dead end here. And, and before you waste too much time or money on it. Um, I think you should consider this. And, and the people that I went to were all different kinds. I went to a couple of 25 year olds um, that I trusted. And I went to some older people that had no, no idea what an app was. Hmm. Um, and then I went to just some mentors who I knew just were just wise people. And I put that all together and it really helped. And then, you know, I didn't stop after those 10. That's really what I, you know, even when someone comes and say, Hey, I, I think you're doing a great job because I then say, okay, what was one thing that you would change if you were me? How, what could I do about the app to make it more engaging? Or, you know, what, what kind of charities do you not see on there right now that we should probably get on? Or what kind of projects would you really want to give to? And I, I never, I don't think I'll ever be satisfied thinking that it's perfect. And I, I just want to keep tweaking and making it better. So um, anyway, great advice. I'm so glad he said that to me. And so, you know, I want to keep sharing that with others. So well, and, and we, um, and well, the first question was around inspiration. And, but, and before we go there, just quickly, like I just, it's just so you make you bring up a really good point, and I'm just thinking of how naively I went into. Um, I was asked by a board to be on the the you know fundraising committee, and you know oh, yeah. particularly, and and I kind of naively went into the space, you know, thinking, well, people will of course want to donate to this, you know, yeah. This, this, and I just like I was I was so uh, naive in this, like I got blindsided, like I wasn't even ready. Like I mean, what do you mean you won't? You you know you won't support this like I got to raise a hundred k you know what I mean like it was like so what I learned is how um I want to I don't know if cutthroat might be a little bit strong but it's a tough like it's a it tough is girl, mm. man so it is so it's just a massive is, yeah. learning in a like I'm talking you know like in a way that and and it you know didn't do anything that you're describing and and really suffered as a result so huh. but, uh, but anyways I just a comment on that so um but inspiration yeah. what what was the inspiration behind it? Yeah, it's a it's a story that I've I, I share this almost daily to be honest. Whether I meet with a charity or a, you know a classroom or a company, because it's so it's so tied in the fabric of what I'm doing. So you know I grew up I grew up in a family where I watched my parents give. They weren't like you know the most generous givers in the world, but it was modeled for me as a kid. And so when I started got my first paper route and started making a little bit of money, it was just it just felt normal that I should you know, give some of it away. And so I looked for things that kind of interest me, which was sports stuff back then. And, and then I'm, I'm 25 years old and I flew to Africa to uh, Namibia, Africa for a year to be a teacher. Um, I just wanted to get away and I knew life was different in other parts of the world. And I want to learn something. 
um, a different culture. So I went for a year and I met a man named Kamadi who, this was back in 2002. So this is what, 15, 15 years later, he's, he's one of my closest friends even today, but I met him uh, on the edge of this slump in a, in a rural town in Namibia. And uh, the day I met him, he said, Jay, I want to show you my house. And the person that dropped me off drove away. And so I'm by myself with this guy I just met. He takes me for a tour through his house, which is a cement, cement block house with a tin roof. Basically shows me his house and he has nothing. In fact, he even had to unscrew one of the light bulbs from one of the rooms, bring it into the other room, screw it in because he only had one light bulb in his house. And that was like my first sort of real impression of what this year was going to be like. And three or four months later, um, I'm struggling going to bed every night on my mattress. I was not living in luxury by any means, but I at least had a mattress to sleep on and a fridge in my house. And he had neither. And he was only a year older than I was. And this was crazy. We, he should be able to sleep on something like just a basic, you know, a, a sort of a basic thing. So I, I knew I had friends back in Canada here that had um, jobs and had money. And so I sent an email and I didn't ask them for a certain amount. I just said, Hey, I'm becoming great friends with a guy named Kamadi, who's my age, who he sleeps on the cement every night. And he has no food in his house every day because Namibia is a hot country and he has no, no uh, fridge. And so would you guys, you know, consider sending something and whatever you send me, I'll give it all to him and we'll provide for him. And honestly, I would have been thrilled with 500 bucks and they sent over $7,000 in about three days. And I took that commodity ended up giving probably three quarters of the way to the community. But I took that and, and we bought a, not even a bed, we bought a mattress that we put on the floor and then we bought a small fridge for his house. And I thought that was it. You know, I, done something nice through my friends for this friend of mine. But what happened was the women in the community who all knew Kamadi, they came over, they heard he had now had this thing to sleep on and a fridge and they saw it. And this huge celebration broke out because one of their people, um, you know, were blessed by people they knew that they would never meet. And they wrote me into this big dance thing that I embarrassed myself in. And it was in the middle of this dancing with these women who in the end ended up crying. And I'm now a slobbering mess. Yeah. And I realized at 25, that was the first time in my life that I had been anywhere where I got to see what happened on the other end of that check. And I thought about the difference between the experience in Canada, which was I'd write a check back in those days, put an envelope, put a stamp on it. My bank account will go down a little bit and I get a tax receipt and a thank you note. And for me, that was giving. And now I'm here in Namibia watching Kamadi not just be impacted by this, but the whole community around him. And I had this thought, I'm like, I guarantee you, because we're all human beings, that if people could get even a glimpse of this, how do you not get more motivated to give when you, when you can actually see the impact you're having? And I thought, well, really, that's what it's all about. You know, I have a five-year-old son. And if I had to be in Japan you know, for Christmas and I bought him a gift, I knew that he was going to go nuts over. And I, was, I wasn't there. My, my wife sent me an email saying, hey, Jackson opened his present. He loved it. You know, he still gets the present, but I'm, I'm a million miles away and I've, I have no clue. And I, I you know, there's, it's such a different experience than if I'm in there in the room and he opens that and I see him go nuts and he comes over and gives me a hug. And it's, you know, it's, it's so different. I think that's what's happened with giving is we've, it's become so separated from the people who are supporting it. And not that um, it needs to be all about them. It's not all about the giver. But if you can inspire the giver and show them what they're a part of when they give and remind them that you're actually doing something when you do this, which nowadays with, with um, 
with social media and with the cell phone being a you know, computer, you can do that. And so that's what, that's what inspired me was realizing that um, I think more giving dollars can come out of people being more inspired than out of, out of better ad campaigns. I think this is awesome, Jay. Everything that you're doing is, uh, it's so powerful. And I, I love how you're di- disrupting the, the giving system in, in a way as well with that, you know, that overhead model. It's incredible. I, I love that, you know, and uh, it's, uh, I'm sure you'll have people say, well, how do you scale that and stuff? But you're not doing this to make massive profit. You're doing this to make yeah. massive donations, get to the right place. So bravo, exactly. bravo to you. So we're coming up to the end here, Jay. What are, yeah. what would your closing thoughts or, or call to action be to our listeners who are both entrepreneurs, brands, and just the regular listener? What, uh, you know, what's, uh, what's called to action and also lead that into how people can get, uh, get the app again. Yeah. So call to action, especially for entrepreneurs listening. Um, you heard that one piece of advice, ask for beatings. I think the other one, would be the same gentleman said the same thing that said this to me as well. He said, cause I was so overwhelmed. I was so passionate about what I wanted to do. but so overwhelmed at the journey ahead of me. And, uh, and I think this applies to someone even, even part of the way into becoming an entrepreneur is he said, you can't do it all tomorrow. So wake up tomorrow and do one thing that's going to get you closer to your goal. And it was the first piece of advice someone gave me that made me feel like I can do that. And I remember waking up the next day and I sent an email to somebody and I asked for a meeting and that was it. That's what I did that day. And then the next day I said, okay, that wasn't so hard. And I'm one step closer. And then the next day I did one more thing. And I think if you can start that way, um, you're almost tricking yourself into going, okay, this isn't massive, um, but I can do that. I can do that one thing and then start walking and knowing that as you start walking, that's when the momentum comes and that's when it starts to become real and, and it gets exciting. So I think with entrepreneurs, um, it doesn't really have anything, you know, it doesn't need to be anything to do with giving or, or charity, but, you know, follow that, but follow that by taking one step at a time and move towards it. Um, for listeners out there who, you know, we just hit an all-time low in Canada last year. The Canadian government sent us out that 20% of Canadians filed charitable giving on the tax return, which was uh, a bit of a drop from the previous year. So we're now down to 80% of the people out there, um, for one reason or another, aren't giving enough to, to bother, you know, filing. And so if, if you fall into that camp and you've never really feel like, you know, you, you either distrust if I gave or you see it as I lose money or, you know, why would I give away my hard earned dollars? I think give some as a chance to kind of breathe some inspiration to people. And, uh, and this is, I know, I, I guess of a plug, but the app is free. Uh, the first 28,000 people that download the app actually get $2 for free from us, from one of our companies. So you can literally download the app, um, use someone else's $2. And within weeks, get that video footage back that shows you exactly what you did when you when you came together with others to support that project. And what we're really trying to do is allow people to discover what what types of charitable things really interest them. Because digging that well isn't really interesting to everybody. And so through Gibson, it's a variety of projects with a variety of charities all across Canada where you get to support them for a couple of bucks for the price of a coffee and then get that footage back that shows you Here's what happens when you give. And so I'm hoping this becomes an inspirational tool that begins to get more Canadians thinking more positive around giving and starting to partake in it. So Awesome, Jay. That is there you fantastic. Go. And I, uh, I have downloaded the app, and congratulations 
uh, Jay, for for the big launch recently. And it's just gives you just would give some into the 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 um that app. Uh, the app thing, app thing on my phone. Yeah, go to the, go to the app thing, write and give some. We're such a luddite, Dave. I and uh, of, of course, uh, give some dot com as right. well. Uh, yeah, Jay, thank you so much, brother, and uh, really looking forward to continuing uh, our uh, our relationship and friendship moving forward. Uh, stoked to awesome. actually hang out with you in person. Next time I'm uh, yeah, let's do that, city. man. Yeah, this and let's get let's yeah. get this let's get this podcast out um, because I think you know the way what you shared today, um, like a couple times, I got I got goosebumps listening to this, right? And yeah, I, I guarantee it's a good model. So, so let's let's get it cool. out as far as we can. Um, yeah, awesome. thanks, man. Really appreciate it. Okay, All thanks, right. Dave. Thanks, Craig. Appreciate it, man. Take DJ, care, Jay. Take care. Bye. All right, see you guys. The thing I I liked about this is it's not putting a lot of pressure on the brands either. You know how um, you you see so many things. It's just so littered with you know product placement and and there's this real distrust about how much stuff is real because there's, there's corporate branding all over the place. But it being transparent that the brands are actually just supporting their overheads and their salaries, and that the users' dollars are going direct to mm. uh, to the charity of choice. That mm. is awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and and I mean. And, and the reality that, you know, I think you appreciate as a business owner that I, I sometimes I think people, at least in the conversations I've been part of or heard or, or overheard or whatever, is that, that you, you do need dollar, some money to keep things moving in the right direction, right? Like it is really hard to give, um, you know, so I, I think this is a really cool way because I'm just thinking there's, there could even be a naysayer to that. But you know what? This, I mean, my goodness, there's no reason why you couldn't download it. And you get two bucks. I mean, worst case scenario. And then you might see two something bucks. cool and you give that two bucks back and you can see something that happens or maybe you give 2,000 bucks back. So know? are you going to go to the app thing tonight and down, download the... You know what? I'm the... going to do it before our next interview. Awesome. Which, which is which is next week, but... Next but, week. <laughs> but really in a couple of minutes. Um, thanks, man. I, and uh, what I, I, you know what I appreciate is, um, and thanks for introducing me to Jay. Um, I like, I really like practical kind of application and, and just in terms of, you know, kind of get a whipping first or whatever, or beating first and, you know, all these kind of things. And just what's that one thing you can do? And I mean, I can think of so many ways that, you know, that's such good learning and it's so helpful mm-hmm. um, and, and just very practical advice. And I think if you follow that, you know, you just better. So, so very cool story. Very cool. Again, the reason why we did Bowling Point, Dave, to talk to these people. Yes. And become inspired. On that note, have an awesome week being yes. a new dad for the third time. Yes. So stoked. And eventually we'll hear your uh, your uh, takeaways from Allison's podcast eventually. Eventually. <laughs> All right, man. Talk Good to you later. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness then check out the natural man podcast join me host mike c as we explore all areas of human wellness physical mental and emotional 
Learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health. Remember, your doctor works for you. Learn biohacks, neurohacks, ways to improve sleep, and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.